Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everyone. My name is Manpreet and welcome to Through the Noise. Now, this week, central banks have been a focus and indeed that might very well stay the case over the coming few weeks as well. Yesterday, we had the European Central Bank hike rates and there's much debate on what the Fed will do next at its upcoming meeting. Now, this is a good time to remind ourselves uh, just of how the Fed and ECB do differ a little bit. Formally, at least, the European Central Bank has a single mandate, which is price stability. The Fed, on the other hand, formally at least has to balance both price stability and full employment. Now, while today the conversation everywhere is clearly about price stability, uh, this is something I always like to remind myself about uh, in terms of the distinction in formal goals um, when it comes to, because I think it really helps when thinking about how central banks are likely to balance what continues to be a very mixed set of economic indicators on both the inflation and the growth side. So that's obviously a big area of focus. And today to discuss where central bank policy may go from here and what that means for investment portfolios, uh, we're joined by Audrey Goh, who's our head of asset allocation at the CIO office. So welcome, Audrey. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, and let's start with the ECB. Uh, it raised rates yesterday. The Fed meets in a couple of weeks. Do you believe central banks are done with rate hikes? Well, in our view, that's likely to be the case. Um, the European Central Bank lifted their interest rate for the 10th consecutive time this week, uh, pushing policy rates to an all-time high of 4%. And if you were to observe the commentary from President Lagarde, um, it was rather dovish, basically highlighting that the rates are now in restrictive territory and growth is likely to be very sluggish going forward. So the underlying message appears to be one where we are perhaps quite close to taming inflation, but now need to ensure that we can avoid a hard landing. And I do believe that this message will likely be echoed by the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve, who will be having their policy meeting next week. Um, In terms of the Fed, uh, we see a low probability of the Fed hiking this month. Markets are generally not expecting a rate hike, and it is unusual, at least historically, for the Fed to act contrary to consensus. In the case of the BOE, There could be another maybe one or two more rate hikes given pretty persistent wage pressure. But by and large, the hiking cycle by developed market central banks are largely done in our view. And hence, from an investment perspective, this represents an opportunity for investors to move their cash into longer tenor, longer maturity, developed market government bonds within their diversified foundation allocation. Since typically government use, the government bond use, typically peak around the same time as when policy rates peak. And if you think about it, government bonds can also serve as a useful hedge during recessions. Thanks, Audrey. I I wanted to pick up on that last point you made on recessions because um, one of the indicators many of us, including ourselves, follow is the yield curve. Um, you know, the difference between short and long-term yields uh, as one indicator of recession. In your view, is the yield curve still valid as a recession indicator or has it failed? I mean, do you have an outlook on the yield curve from here? Well, an inverted yield curve, um, to define it pretty simply, it's uh, periods when the yields on longer-term bonds are shorter or are lower than yields on the shorter tenor bonds. And historically, when the yield curve is inverted, um, it is often seen as a warning sign of an impending recession. So if you look at the last four US business cycle, whenever we see the 10-year versus the two-year yield curve or the two tens, as we call it in short, becomes inverted, 
a recession usually follows in the next 9 to 22 months thereabouts. And in this cycle, the 210s U-curve has been inverted since July 2022. So it's around 12, 13 months so far. Um, so it is still largely tracking historical patterns. However, growth has been unusually resilient because after, um, and, and that's after 18 months of rate hikes where interest rates went up by 525 basis points. And that, to me, in part, is due to excess savings accumulated by households during the pandemic. And the U.S. economy has also generally become a bit less interest rate sensitive since many households, as well as corporates, may have locked in financing at lower rates tr- during the trough of the pandemic. So in terms of our expectation on the yield curve, which is the spread between the 10-year versus the two-year government bond, uh, we do expect uh, that the curve is slightly steepen from here. And our analysis of historical episodes since 1980s basically suggests that uh, it has taken on average around 130 days for the 10-2 yield curve to return to the positive territory after it inverts and bottoms. And the 10-2 curve, or the spread between the 10 and 2-year bond, uh, generally also widened during recession by an average of around 150 basis points. Let's broaden out the conversation now a little bit um, on emer- two emerging market bonds, where, of course, we have the dollar as well as local currency asset classes. Now, these have pulled back a little bit after hitting 2023 highs in July. Uh, in your view, um, is this, are emerging market bonds starting to look attractive again? So the pullback in prices has been largely due to a rise in U.S. government bond yields, as well as the strength that we have seen in the greenback. And we do believe that the pullback offers a good entry point for emerging market local currency bonds, but maybe less so for emerging market U.S. dollar government bonds. Um, historically, FX return has been a prominent driver for EM local currency bonds, and the recent bounce in the U.S. dollar has undoubtedly hurt them, but we do expect the U.S. dollars to weaken over the next 12 months, which would be a tailwind when it comes to EM local currency bonds. And additionally, if we look at where we are today, we believe that we are at the peak of the rate hiking cycle where most EM countries are concerned. And some EMs have even started cutting interest rates, which should again be supportive for the total returns when it comes to EM local currency bonds. Now, in the case of EM US dollar bonds, while the credit spread looks optically attractive, uh, we believe that it is to compensate investors for the deterioration that we have seen in credit quality. And in fact, Spreads of, Im, uh, of investment-grade sovereign bonds in this space are in fact quite expensive relative to their historical averages. So in our view, that is still insufficient to compensate investors for the increase in default risk, uh, which is why we continue to remain underweight when it comes to EM US dollar government bonds. Thanks, Audrey. Uh, and maybe finally, just want to talk about the Bank of Japan, uh, because Governor Ueda uh, did hint last week at a potential end to Japan's negative interest rates regime. So, of course, we had a bit of a surge in the JGB 10-year yield. Um, so, given that context, uh, what do you see as the outlook for the Japanese yen, Japanese equities? I mean, has, has the yen now bottomed? Well, let us start with the yen then. So as a result of his comments, we have basically seen yen reversing some of its weaknesses since the end of last week as the 10-year JGB uh, moved higher towards uh, 0.71%, which is the highest level since January 2014. Now, um, there is an upcoming BOJ meeting next week, and the market is now expecting the BOJ to end its interest rate policy as early as in uh, early 2024. So... 
Against that backdrop, um, we do expect the US dollar yen or US dollar JPY to remain largely range bound in the short term with a slight bearish bias, given that in the short term, rates are unlikely to rise significantly, even if the BOJ were to end its negative uh, rate policy today. Over a 12 months horizon, though, uh, we do continue to expect a stronger yen, given that the greenback is also quite overvalued in our view as well. Now, uh, moving on to equities, uh, Japan remains our preferred equity market region on the 12 months horizon. Uh, while we do expect the BOJ to normalize its policy, net-net um, policy setting is still considered relatively loose when compared with other developed market regions. And we, we expect uh, Japanese equities to be supported by improving corporate governance, improving uh, increase in corporate profitability as the economy emerges from deflation. And that's likely to continue to support Japanese equities, uh, dividend payout as well as share buyback as well. Okay, uh, thanks, Audrey. Uh, we're about out of time, so maybe we'll bring it to an end there. Uh, if I can just sum up again, uh, you know, the top takeaways from our conversation today. Uh, number one, you know, uh, high quality government bond yields. Uh, you know, in our view, uh, clearly an opportunity given where yields are. And obviously, the supporting likelihood that the yield curve may, may steepen from here. Uh, number two, within the emerging market bond space, clearly a, um, a more attractive outlook for local currency bonds than in the US dollar. And third, when it comes to Japan, obviously, a potential policy shift ahead, uh, which may have a big implication in the yen 12 months. Uh, but Japanese equity is really uh, the, the interesting asset class here. So thank you, Audrey, uh, for taking the time to join us today. Uh, and thank you, listeners, uh, for for, listen, for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And we look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details, visit Market Views on the Go on our website or click the link in the description.